0: Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning. Contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our Federal Access Knowledge Base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danbach shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the the turning point that opened my eyes was using Federal Access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal Access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 straight strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers. So you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. Hey, everybody. Mike Lejeune here with Game Changers for Government Contractors. And I have Stephanie with me here today. Stephanie, why don't you take a minute to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm Stephanie Marquardt and I have a consulting business, Continuous Synergy. I have been in the government contracting arena for the last decade or more working for an A firm as well as starting a nonprofit that put on conferences for the small business community. And now I help small business owners grow their company by expanding into the federal market and streamlining their operations.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And Stephanie does some coaching for us as well and some of our clients. And so we really appreciate what you're doing with our folks. And so today we are going to be talking about one of your specialties, which is strategy. And so it's very funny that that we would be talking talking about this just before we recorded this a couple of days ago I was in a session with a client and I was talking about strategy versus tactics and the client stopped me and was like can you explain what that is? And I, and so I, I really kind of fumbled my way through explaining it. And then I was like, went to another call and another client was like, I don't understand the strategy piece. I'm like, Oh, wow, this is really timely because there's a lot of people that don't understand strategy or strategic planning or those types of things. And it, it's just something we're not taught for the most part. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. And I thought we'd start with a very basic, what is strategic planning? Why don't we start there in your words?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Mike. Um, So strategic planning to me is essentially like a roadmap, let's say, okay? You're deciding your destination as a company, where are you going? You're deciding how you're going to get there, what, what, are you expanding in a new market to expand you know your business how you're going to get there and then also resources needed so to me it's like the framework of mm. how you're running your business and usually it's a time frame thing so if it's a strategy for the next year three years five years something like that as you move forward and it hopefully will help guide decision and helps you sort of get focused
0: Yeah, no, I I like that, the the framework description. Uh, I often refer to it as a filter for like decision-making, like is this within your strategy? No, okay, well, should we be doing this? The answers right. maybe, right? right. But it, But it, like it, if we're just chasing everything, then we don't have a strategy. We're just a very reactive company. And so I tend to see that the companies that do the best are the ones that say, I want to grow a company this direction in this market, this way, using these resources, because eventually we're going to sell it or we're going to acquire other companies or we're going to fill in the blank. Like they know where they're going versus... What I used to describe all the time is like if you were taking a road trip and you just got in the car and said, well, where are we going? you are like, I don't know. Just drive. You know, and, right. and I feel like that's what most companies just hopped in the, the car called their business and they're just driving. They have no destination in mind other than I didn't want to work for the previous company. So now I work for myself what do I do now right and there's the the panic mode so so talk to me a little bit about like some of the the benefits of like the ongoing strategic planning and stuff
1: so if you just started yourself like you're talking about Mike it's just you you have your own story for why you started your business but as you're grow, growing you're having team members come on you want them involved you want to the, them to understand where you're going and feel like they're contributing to the overall growth and and strategy for the company and sort of you know goals and so I I think that is one great thing about strategy is that you can get the whole company involved and get their Mm -hmm. buy-in and make them feel like they're helping you you know they have a goal themselves and how they contribute individually to that overall goal so i think that's really important especially as you grow your team and as you win contracts in this case so uh, very important and like we talked about just recently, the, the decision making. So you're not sort of pivoting every three months and changing things on your team. Um, operationally, since I have an operation background, you sort of want to know and plan these things of what resources, sort of softwares, people, other things that you need in place. And so you don't want to be changing that every three months. You know, there are some times that you do have to change, as we know, with 2020. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that that is normal. And, and that's part of taking in the Uh, strategy as well but you're also it's a reference point so you want to check in and see Mm. and look at it that every quarter is that monthly so you're setting your actions towards those goals that you set for your strategic plan.
0: Yeah, no, that's good advice. And when you're looking at this, are there maybe three to five things that you're like, hey, this needs to be part of the plan?
1: Yes, well, definitely. So I would say that one is understanding your market, right? And your strategy for growth or maintaining, then I think also you want to look at risks, some risks that Mm -hmm. may come up and you want to at least have a discussion about that and how you might Address some of those risks, knowing your marketplace, obviously competition, knowing sort of the competition landscape also was great. And then operationally, again, my operations background, sort of how that goes internally looking at the company and then the external factors also that might impact the company as you move forward.
0: You know, as, as somebody who's very driven, I always used to push back on the risk piece of that. That was one where I didn't really want to talk about like there's no risk. Why are we even going to have a discussion about this? And then I think it's the older I got, right? I started to look at that one and say, you know what? There are three things that if any one of these three things happened, that would be very detrimental to the company. How are we prepared for that? And so like those were discussions that I avoided in strategic planning early on. And then today I'm like, I just want to make sure we we have a plan in place for this. We have a plan in place for that. And so I think there's a tendency for some people to hear one of those things you mentioned and say, well, I don't want to discuss that or we don't need, or that's not an issue for us. And uh, like, I just gave you my own example there with risk it was something where i'm like well hey all of our revenue flows through this platform or whatever it may be or the majority of revenue and what would happen if that platform got hijacked What would happen if we didn't have a backup? What would happen if, like in filling in the blanks, right? And so those are things that I encourage people is if there's something you don't want to talk about, you probably should when it comes to strategic planning.
1: Yes, very good advice there, Mike. Yeah, Yeah. definitely you want to at least talk about it and have an opportunity for discussion so that you're not sort of thrown off when something happens.
0: Yeah, every time you're dealing with technology, if you don't understand the technology, or if it's a third party or if it's something you've built internally, there's so many different risks to your user base or, you know, clients or whatever it may be. And so those, technology is definitely a, a risk as much as it is, you know, a, a saving grace a lot of times. So that, that's interesting, and which kind of leads me to this next question, or what are some of the pitfalls in strategic planning and assumptions that I think a lot of businesses make about it?
1: Yeah. So I would say from that standpoint, that one, They do the strategic planning once a year or something, and then they put it on the shelf and they're not referencing as, you know, as they're moving along. They're not tweaking it maybe based on some new market research in their industry, perhaps that they need to make an update to it. So they're just sort of doing it as a one and done type thing and and not referencing it. Two, I'd say also not having accountability uh, for Mm, the people that need to implement it. And therefore, you know, it's not, again, being utilized for the company as a whole there. And I think it's also maybe not having the right resources. So that's another thing. Mm. Definitely um, looking at the resources and how you're going to have the right people involved or put your team together that you want to implement this plan as well.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's good. And you know, on the first one you mentioned there, there's a lot of companies that I'll say, "Hey, so do you have a business plan?" And they'll say. Oh, sure, absolutely. And my next question is not the one that you use for a loan. And, right. <laughs> you know, the the <laughs> 38 page business plan you use for a loan is not what you use to run your business. Right and, and, right. and that's, I always make the distinction. There's your business plan for a loan, and then there's, which is 38, 40 pages, whatever it is. And then there's the two page plan that you actually run the day to day activities. I'm like, do you have a two page? And most people are like, no, we haven't had one of those ever. And they haven't <laughs> even looked at the one that they use for their initial business loan. They haven't looked at it in five years. They're like, oh, right. well, I have no idea. We needed a loan, and they said we needed all this stuff. And uh, you know, for me, I I look through a lot of those things. And I'm like, well, if I look at the vision you wrote or the corporate overview that you wrote initially, it doesn't match anything on your website. You know, it doesn't match. Yeah. So like you were talking right. about having it to be able to check in and look at it, and it's like you started the business and you were going let's say that road trip journey to California, and somehow you wound up in Texas and you never left. And, right. and like you never got back on the road. You never thought about it again. And it's just one of those things where I, I notice a lot of people do that and they just shove it in a drawer and don't think about it. They just get so focused on the tactical day-to-day. How do we keep the lights on and not necessarily how do we grow in a in a specific direction. So when, when right. it comes to the federal market, are there any specific or special considerations you have there for your strategy?
1: Well, you know, the federal market is one, you have to know the market. So, so understanding yeah. the fiscal year, understanding your target customers, understanding their, the agency or whoever you're targeting, their strategic plan. I mean, you want to keep up with that communication and looking at the budget and the initiatives so that you can sort of Align with that if that's your target, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the customer that you're aiming to get a contract with and continue to do work with, even you want to keep up to date with uh, what they're doing in the market. So I think one just understanding uh, the way the government procures the acquisition cycle, all of that is is very important to um the strategic planning for you as a business, as a federal government contractor?
0: I don't always do this, but there was this one client and I don't even remember why I did it, but we were looking at the breakdown and I wish I could remember the agency because everybody would benefit if I could remember. But it was a specific agency. And normally, you know how the government buys. It's really all year. They're buying stuff yeah. all year long. Some have the surge in Q4 and all that kind of stuff. This particular agency had a surge in Q2 that was like 94% of its spend. And like it was over mm. like the last three to five years, 94 of its spend was happening in the happening in the government's Q2. And this person got in the business in the middle of that Q2. And I was like, hey, you need to be aware they spend 94% or whatever it was of their budget right now. And, right. and we haven't positioned with them. We don't know anybody with them. There's a good chance you're going to spend the next two months when they're busy cycle, not getting return phone calls, not getting to know, because they're already in purchase mode. And then you're going to be a year out. And I want you to know that up front. You're probably a year out because they were like, this is the only agency I think we can sell to. And, and in their case, it was. And it was okay. like, guess what? We're probably a year out from seeing a dollar from this business. And sure yeah. enough, we were. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, and that's another thing, right? I think that especially if you're new to the federal government market, it's really usually you're not going to win a contract in two months, right? Unless you have some connections or you already sort of know that customer. It is a longer term strategy uh, for your business. And I think that's also important to keep in mind exactly what you're saying. (laughs) You know, you have to know where they're spending and when they're spending uh, for your. And and that's not just the government as as a whole, that's like you said, an agency that you're targeting.
0: Right. They all have different cycles and different priorities and different things going on. And, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. And so for me, that's a big part of when I'm thinking strategy is who are the agencies? What's their buying cycle? Do they buy what you what you want to yes. sell them? Because uh, there are people that say, well, I want to sell to this organization or that organization. I, I had a client come to me one time and think about this. This is how scary this could be. And I almost forgot about this one. Um they came to me and said we are under the impression that Department of Transportation buys our services, and it was some weird excavating mining service, right? That I I, I had to do I had to do a ton of research on it, and I'm I'm deep in the research, and I say, well, I've got some good news and bad news. <laughs> the government buys what you sell, but over the last twenty years, the Department of Transportation has only bought two hundred thousand dollars worth of the service. <laughs>
1: Right. Yes. So, yeah, you have to know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They had based all of their business strategy up until our first discussion based on chasing the Department of Transportation, which they had chased fruitlessly for two years and didn't know why. And then they were uh, adamantly opposed to doing business in the state of Texas. And it was just because it was a little bit farther from them, like they were located, I don't remember where, but it was too far for them to go. And when we started doing the analysis, I said, look, you're in, let's say Missouri. Missouri buys about 4% of this, out of the whole country. But Texas by 74%. Do you right. think you should open an office in Texas now? And they're like, "Oh yeah, we should open an office in Texas." But they were basing their strategy or their high-level strategy on assumptions that, "Hey, this is my target client, this is where in the country they buy." And I'm like, none of that was true. It was one of the rare instances where Every single assumption they gave me was false.
1: Yeah. And and that's a good point, right? So looking at the data, looking at real numbers, looking doing research is very important to base your planning on and not making those assumptions and and, and even as, as you go through in your strategic plan, right? You're always should be looking at, especially if you're looking every quarter, what happened last quarter? Does that change anything? Is it working? Is it not working? You know, everything like that. And it's really based on the data that you're collecting and the information that you you gather from the market, from your customers internally, you know, from your employees, etc. depending on what you're actually looking about at in your company. So yeah, yeah it's a exa- very good example.
0: Yeah. And I, I love what you said there. You know, to me, the first question I always ask when I do, sometimes I'll facilitate these planning sessions. And right. the first question I ask is, let's take a look back over last quarter. What worked? What didn't? let's do more of what worked let's do less of what didn't right that that's a simple version of it and it's again it's funny to me a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff but there's so many things that change as you go like I've got a client right now that they sell to the VA and the VA has actually been working with DLA to procure these items through DLA now and so there's this big RFP that's coming out in August and we know that everything's going to have to be run through that and so if that wasn't on our radar three or four months ago they'd be trying to sell to the VA at the end of the year and be like, well, well, oh, we got to go to DLA. We didn't even know that was our customer now. So like their first entry point is totally changing in the market over the course of about six months. And had we not been aware of that, I mean, they would have just been blindsided and be like, okay, now we've either got to change who our market is, or we've got to get out of the government and go commercial, you know, right. so it's just paying attention to what's going on in the markets are a really big factor there. So you mentioned looking at it every quarter, how often do you recommend you review a, a strategic plan?
1: Oh, definitely every quarter. But I think that it also is taking, it's also the actions that you take monthly, weekly. And the reason I say that too, is it's your chunks and stuff that you can accomplish right so if you're looking at a quarter and you're like okay i decided i'm gonna i don't know that's another thing unrealistic goals so you you want something that's realistic and that you can get done so when you're looking at something at three months out it might seem far in so much time or something Mm -hmm. that to get something done but if you break it down monthly and then even weekly for your team for execution then i think it makes it a lot easier to meet the yeah. goals and also monitor whether you're going in the right a wrong direction, right? So not, you're not waiting at the end of the quarter being like, okay, we totally veered the wrong way yeah. because there were no checkpoints, there were no check-ins even in that quarter. So as much as you can align your team, your actions against your strategy, it is gonna be better for you as a company. Yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: no, I, I like that. And I like it the, the word you use there, checkpoints, because again, like if you if you hop in the car and you start heading towards California and you just drive for two Two weeks without any checkpoints, without looking at the map, you could be in Florida. Like, right. like if you left New York going to California, I should probably give a reference frame there. But if you left New York and you're like, hey, I'm just driving. And like, why aren't we there yet? Well, because you went to Florida without a single checkpoint along the way. And that's why if you'd have checked in an hour into the drive, maybe you wouldn't have gone south. You'd have gone west. Right. Right. And but too many people are, are there. They really are in the business without those checkpoints you talk about. And so they Wind up completely off course, or confused why they're not growing, or whatever the challenge may be. So the I, the checkpoints is a really nice one. I think people should you know like bookmark that in the podcast and have these these regular checkpoints. So when yeah. you are thinking about strategic planning with clients, are there? say two or three like final things on your mind that that you want to kind of close this podcast out with
1: Yeah sure so i would just say that one i think you should you should have one and make it <laughs> usable good. for your business right as you grow as I mentioned before, that it's so important to get your team involved at all levels. And it's a, it actually is a great way to get everybody involved at all levels and feel going in the right direction, going in the same direction. I think it provides a lot of cohesiveness in that sense. And so I would just say that definitely take a stab at that. Start working on it. I think it will really help you see a difference in how you grow your business. Yeah.
0: You just, you just got to do it. And I like that. Take a stab at it. You know, the, the final point I'll throw out there is we do work with a lot of what we would consider small businesses and small in the government could still be 35 million dollars you know yeah and and so we work with a lot of small we also work with a lot of mid and large companies and so if you are looking at saying well i can't get the whole company involved well maybe you get your core team involved and then you send your directors or officers back to their team and they do some quarterly planning with their main goals and things like that but it's just it's key to have those those main players in the organization get together, work on the strategic plan, get all that stuff squared away. And then again, they can take it back to whatever level it needs to. But we want to build a culture that is actually trying to focus on something strategic instead of just haphazardly you know, going about the day, you know, or whatever you want to call it. So so hey, this, yeah. this has been great. I, I love talking strategy. I could probably talk this stuff for hours. I know this is one of the first things you do with all clients is kind of go through the strategy and help them build that so they have a roadmap they can start executing in a direction. And so if anybody wants to work with Stephanie, reach out to myself. Stephanie will we'll get you hooked up and have a good conversation. And uh and thanks for coming on and talking about all this stuff today. I really appreciate yeah, thank
1: it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.